Hi there. Welcome to my new podcast, The Princess Power Podcast. My name is Mallory, and I am a teacher, a friend, a human being, a cat lover, a plant mom, a yoga enthusiast, and a self-proclaimed princess. And um, this podcast is for us to kind of explore what it's like to be a woman in today's society. And um, in each episode, I'm going to introduce you to a new woman who I think is really, truly inspiring in a lot of different ways. Today, we are going to meet Amy, one of my friends from college. And I'm so excited. She has a lot of really good things to share. And let's get started. Welcome to the Princess Power Podcast. I'm so excited. Um, Amy is a friend from college, the first college that I went to, and um, she lives in Texas, so you'll get to hear her great accent this episode. And um, yeah, I will let her introduce herself. So Amy, if you want to tell us about yourself, just like, what do you want everyone to know about who you are as a person? Okay, so my name's Amy. Um, I do live in Texas now, but I've kind of moved all over the country, but it's super weird. I feel like I do have a Texas accent, but I try to downplay it as much as possible. Um, I am a certified teacher and a mom of identical twin girls, Emily and Haley, and they just turned three this month. And so kind of navigating life out of college and as a mom of three-year-old twins, which has been fun and crazy at the same time. What we're talking about tonight, which is happiness. Um, And the philosopher in me is like, ooh, what is happiness? You know, like, because it can have a million different meanings, but... um, to you, what is your own personal definition of like what happiness is or what does it look like for you? Yes. So I'm going to do the whole cliche thing because I was like, hmm, what is happiness? So I Googled it and it's like the feeling of being happy. And I was like, oh, well, great. Um, and then, so I, then I Googled, what does happy mean? And it was like the feeling of pleasure or contentment. Um, but for me, it's really about being joyful and um, choosing to be joyful, not just a feeling, but happiness to me is an action. It's about the way that you approach your day and your life and, and choosing to be proud, not just content, but proud and joyful in each moment and in each day and, and really not go moving past this, just like, show me your happy face. And a kid draws a smile face. It's more of a, lifestyle or a daily decision than just a momentary feeling. To me, when I think about feelings, I think about reaction words, about 
this made me happy or this made me sad, but actual happiness is a daily thing is a long-term thing and not just a reactionary feeling to something. Hugh and I actually, you said, so the definition on the internet was something about being content. And Hugh and I have had this discussion multiple times because he sees that as a good definition. And I hate the word content. I feel like it's like, says that you're like settling, like, oh, I'm good with this. And like, to me, happiness is that joy that you're talking about. Like, ah, like you're lit up, you know, like content to me is just like, it's okay. So yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that definition kind of drives me nuts, but, and I understand like where he's coming from too. He does have good arguments. And then also I like what you said about like making the choice to be happy. Um, in my class today, actually, we just did an activity and I had them all, I told them to look around the room for a minute and memorize all of the blue things that they saw. And then they had to close their eyes and I asked them, okay, now tell me all of the red things. And they, well, first they all like raised their hand. And then when I, they realized I said red, they all like took their <laughs> hands back down like, oh crap. But uh, the point was that like, if you focus on the negative things, you're going to see the negative things. And if you focus on the positive things, you're going to see the positive things. And I honestly 100% agree with you. Like it is a total, like it's life-changing to make the decision to see the positive things over the negative things. 100%, no question about it. That's a hundred percent what I've come to learn what Mm -hmm. happiness is. And um, there's so many times and so many things in your life that you can, you know, I feel like we almost live in a world that wants to make you focus on the things that you need to improve on, you know, all these blue things, as you put it. And, and, you know, I'm not thin enough. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough friend. I'm not social enough. I'm too social. I'm too, I'm sad. I'm too emotional. I'm too busy. I'm too, you know, all these things that we need to work on and we need to improve on and that we're not enough or we're too much of something. And so we're, we got to work on ourselves um, and focusing on, you know, as in your activity, all these blue things. And I think that we don't do enough time as women or individuals focusing on the red things also and those things and those moments in our life where you are good enough at that. And what are the things that I'm personally really great at? And a word that you said that you didn't like the word uh, contentment. I don't like the word conceited. (laughs) People are always like, oh, I don't want to sound conceited, but I think I'm a really great cook or I think I'm a really great, I'm a really great driver uh, or I think uh, I'm a really great reader. People don't spend enough time thinking about the things that they're really good at um, and being proud of where they are at um, or who they are in that moment. 
I think it's really insane that we like have to feel sorry for being good at things. Like you said, oh, I'm not trying to sound conceited, but I'm good at this. Like, heck yeah, you should be good at that. Like anything you want to be good at, you should be proud of that. And uh, I don't know, I'm <laughs> maybe I'm just a little too good at bragging about myself, but if I'm good at something, I'm like, yeah, I'm a good teacher and I know it. I'm good at this. I'm fun. I like, I don't know. But obviously when I was younger, that was not the case. So um, yeah, I totally, it's insane how much society like throws at women, especially like to try to be like, I didn't, there is no winning. Like they want you to be this way and this way. And there's like, you literally have to choose being yourself or there's no way you can make people happy. We've talked about like what you think happiness is. And so when we like refer back to happiness for the rest of the episode, we'll assume that that's the definition that we're talking about. Um, But what experiences can you share with us about times when you weren't happy or when you were busy focusing on the blue things and forgot about the red things? going back to that feeling of not feeling enough, not feeling good enough, um, not feeling worthy of certain things. And um, I grew up in a really big family and we moved around a lot. And when we would move, I felt like I always had to fit into wherever I was. I wanted to make friends in a short period of time. And I would move into these towns where these kids grew up together their entire life. And I was always the new kid. Um, And I always felt like nobody liked me. I got bullied a lot. I was, you know, not good enough at whatever sport was popular or my clothes weren't good enough to fit into whatever standard of what everybody was wearing wherever I lived. But I always felt like I, whenever I got somewhere, I had to just seamlessly mold into their expectations of me. And when I didn't, I hated myself for it. And not only did I hate myself, but I thought everybody else hated me too. I felt like I would give everybody the benefit of the doubt on things. And, but there was always something wrong with me and never anything wrong with anybody else. Um, I was the sole reason why people didn't like me. And that caused me to battle a lot with mental health in middle school and high school. Um, and into college, I uh, self-harmed a lot. It was because I felt I carried hate around. Um, I was never good enough for anybody. I was never pretty enough, smart enough, funny enough, athletic enough. I wasn't a good enough daughter. I wasn't a good enough sister. I wasn't a good enough friend. And that was a really big burden to carry. And it brought a lot of gray and darkness into my life, a lot of sadness, a lot of just terrible feelings and emotions that I was dragging through life just 
trying to survive. But it was strange because even though I thought all these people thought so negatively about me, I, instead of hating any everybody, I loved everybody else. And I felt like I was always trying to please those people in my life. I was always trying, even so the friends that would bully me, friends, I say lightly, the friends that would bully me, I would turn around and be so kind to them because at the end of the day, I just wanted them to like me. I think it wasn't until uh, I moved to Texas that I realized that not everybody was going to like me. Uh, At my first college, I had some really terrible things happen to me. And there were people that didn't want to be my friend anymore because they didn't think that I um, reacted to it the way that they would. It wasn't I wasn't living up to other people's expectations. I decided that I wasn't going to live for anybody else's expectations, um, that I really wanted to use that opportunity to set up my own life and do the things that I wanted to do. And so I uh, joined the Catholic Campus Center and I lived on campus and I uh, try to surround myself with really positive people that liked themselves <laughs> like like you Mallory uh, and I just wanted um, to get to a place where I was surrounding myself with um, not Uh, I wasn't surrounding myself with blue things on purpose. I wasn't surrounding myself with blue things because I thought I was going to be tested on it. I wanted to surround myself with the things that I liked doing and the things that I enjoyed. I didn't want to live in sadness anymore or in this like carrying around hatred anymore. So I, I kind of ran away, but I uh, went purposely in a direction to pursue happiness. And uh, fresh starts are good sometimes. Yes. I uh, am just realizing the parallel between the two of us because you know, I also struggled with like depression and self-harm and stuff in middle school and high school. And where did I escape to? Texas. So we're basically like the same person. <laughs> so I was thinking of you said you weren't you were like surrounding yourself with people that like were positive and would help you focus on positive things. And I think that is like super relevant to literally every single person on the planet. Um, Because even like now as a teacher, like there, and you know, like if you go to like the teacher's lounge, there's like gossiping and there's people that are always complaining or like, and 
for me, if I'm around that too much, it just gets me, it will ruin my whole day being around negative people. So that's like one of my main focuses, I think, or one of maybe my main strategy for being happy in quotes, whatever you want to call happiness, um, is surrounding myself with people that have like the same ideas of happiness as I do. Because like, if I'm around people that maybe they're perfectly happy in their own definition, but their happiness does not reflect the way that I want to feel. And so, yeah, I think that's a really good point is that like you said earlier, it's a decision that you make. And so deciding to be around people that are going to help you be happy is a really important step. And I love that you just called that a step because that was definitely a stepping point for me. Um, I think I... A lot of times, if we would have had this conversation a few years ago, I um, and surrounded myself by positive things and positive people that really helped my mood and my confidence a lot. Um, And that would have been where my story ended a few years ago. But when I became a mom, a lot of things changed as well. Um, Because then you have to, you enter a whole new stage of life almost. And instead of choosing to surround yourself by positive groups and positive people, I was around two children that were crying and screaming and pooping and not sleeping and needed me constantly. And um, my girls were born 10 weeks early. We spent 50 days in the NICU in Fort Worth, just the three of us. Um, And I was again in a really dark place there. And I felt like I was scared because I felt like everything that I had done to build myself up when I moved to Texas kind of fell down when I graduated college and in the hospital for that period of time with just me and my girls. And I was wondering how I was going to be happy in this new stage of life if I wasn't seeing these people every day or surrounded by these people every day like I was in school. And it was scary. And But something that was really cool about that experience and about surrounding myself with positive people in Texas and learning how to make healthy relationships and friendships with people, I was able to convert that and transition that into my new stage of life because I was alone for a little bit of time. I mean, I had these two girls, but I was alone and I was thinking to myself, okay, if I'm by myself, Am I a positive and happy person? 
am I the type of person that I would have wanted to befriend when I moved to Texas? And I really struggled with that because here I am, a new mom, thinking I'm doing a terrible job. I don't think anybody is very confident as a new mom, um, but I thought I was doing an awful job. And then I realized I wasn't. And I made that conscious decision to choose joy and to be happy with myself and to claim and to own, I am a good mom. I am a kind person. I want to be a example for my girls. And I am proud of who I am as a person. And I would be overjoyed if my girls grew up to be like me. And when I allowed myself to think that and allowed myself to realize that I'm a great person um, and that I would be proud to have my girls be like me. I was like, I did it. I took that step to surround myself with positivity and to find out what makes me happy, but then to choose to be happy with myself and to be happy even if there's nobody else there to make you happy. And I feel like that's what true happiness is, is when you can be happy without someone else making you laugh, without somebody else being uh, there, you know, lifting you up or whatever. And those things are important, but it wasn't until I truly started being happy with myself that those other things came much more easily. And I didn't have to pick up and start new. I didn't have to move somewhere else to find it. And I got to start joining mom's groups and things like that. And one of my very good friends from my mom's group, I was we were just off to the side talking. It was a workout group um, where we pushed our strollers and worked out. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just really awkward. And she was like, I'm awkward too. And we just became really good friends. And, um, but if I wouldn't have embraced this like social awkwardness about me <laughs> or been happy enough or able to admit that to somebody, I might have never become friends with her. Um, and so I think it's cool when you start to be happy with yourself and you start to embrace things about yourself that you like, you start to find people who think similarly. And then sometimes it's okay to be negative or to say, hey, I had a really rough day today, or my girls drove me up the wall, or I was really tired, or I um, am in a season of depression where I just want to sleep right now. Because I know these people are so positive and so uplifting and so authentic. I feel capable to reach out to them 
and for them to lift me up. You have like a million revelations just now. So first of all, I've, I'm obviously not a mom, <laughs> but I've never thought about the fact like, hmm, would I want people to be like me? Like that is blowing my mind. Like, do I want my students to grow up and be like me? Like, am I being a good example for them in like a positive, like, you know, I have never thought of it that way. I like what you said about like, you can still have like bad, you can be unhappy uh, and still be like in happiness, right? So just because you're happy with life doesn't mean that you're like smiling every single day and every single second. And I think that for me, um, as I was growing up, that was something that was hard for me to comprehend because I would say that a lot of times well, I think just naturally, like I'm a positive, like you said, you naturally think positively about the world. And so having that, but then also having like dealing with depression and anxiety and that kind of stuff, you feel like not balanced maybe. And also you, then you have, especially as a teenager, you have people calling you like fake whenever you put a smile on because you were just depressed like two seconds ago. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting dynamic, but it's important to remember that like being happy doesn't mean always smiling, always like completely excited about everything that's going on. And you can have bad days or bad weeks or a bad year or whatever and still like be a happy person and a positive person. You know, uh, it's a whole nother conversation that depression, anxiety is, you know, a chemical imbalance. And it is this hard uh, and scary moment when it doesn't balance out. As you get older, it's easier to jump back and forth into those two different mindsets. It helps once you choose happiness or you choose that you like yourself because I feel like I'm so much more observant now of when it's the depression talking or this, you know, chemical makeup in my mind um, making me feel this way um, versus me being unhappy where I'm at in life. Those are two different things. And a lot of people don't realize that, that it's a bad day, not a bad life. I wanted to loop back around too, because you talked about how, um, like when you were in the hospital with your girls, you didn't have your friends around you to make you happy. You had to make yourself happy. I'm a firm believer that as human beings, we need other people to survive and to be happy. But I also believe that we need to have a good balance of like alone time and people time. Um, and so I really like that you said that, like, you have to be able to make yourself happy sometimes too. And that requires a lot of like time alone and reflecting and asking yourself about the way you're feeling and why are you feeling that way? Even if the feelings aren't very pleasant feelings. When I was alone and it caused me to reflect a lot, um, but I had a good tool belt. Life can take you by surprise sometimes, and you have to um, 
be ready for that and kind of have this tool belt of, you know, those cliche positive phrases or those people, um, those authentic friends that you can really reach out to and on your bad day. Like I had to have all of that ready with me. I didn't even have my hospital bag packed yet for when I was going to have my kids. They didn't have my phone charger. I didn't have a change of clothes. I didn't have a toothbrush, but um, I had the people that were able to go into my house and bring those things to me that I trusted enough for that or that I had visit me or call me while I was in the hospital. What advice would you give to other people and specifically young women or like middle school, high schoolers um, who are still in the stages of searching for happiness? Uh, Something that uh, my brother told me when I was in high school that really stuck with me that the that my life up until that point was maybe only a fifth or a a fourth lived at that time and he just gave me the vision to see that uh that wasn't it or that wasn't the end because I had so much more life to live and I can confidently say that looking back on those times in my life, most of those people I don't even talk to anymore. I don't care what their opinion is of me anymore. It's not important anymore. Those situations did not affect at all where I am today. It felt like it affected my entire life then. But several years later, it had nothing to do with who I am now or my happiness level now. Amy, sometimes uh, you meet teachers and you're like, oh, are you a teacher? But you, I'm so glad you are a teacher because (laughs) you're just going to make such a difference in so many people's lives. It makes me so happy. I was thinking when you were talking about like that you don't really talk to those people that were mean to you in high school and stuff it reminds me of and I feel like a lot of people a lot of people my age can understand maybe the young kids will be like what but whenever somebody called you fat when you were in high school it was like the end of the world like now when I look back at my pictures I'm like man I wish I was that fat because I was way skinnier than I am now I'm like I look so good and I let people make me feel bad about myself are you kidding me whenever you watch these things about like the Taylor Swift documentary or these celebrities right they sell out stadiums. They have hundreds of thousands of people that love them, that are their super fans. And then one troll will post something nasty and they're like, I couldn't get online for a week. Amy, we're almost out of time. Is there anything you want to add? Any final comments? Anything you want the listeners to remember? Uh, so something that really helped me that, uh, sounds cliche and sounds silly is, uh, practice some daily affirmations with yourself to work on happiness. Like for me, I always say, I'm a dang good mom. I'm a dang good person. I'm kind and I love people. 
And I would challenge anybody listening to this to think about the things that you like about yourself and hold on to those. And because any day that you're feeling sad or not good enough or not strong enough or not brave enough or whatever it is, um, the things that you like about yourself and that bring you joy and bring you happiness because you know at the end of the day that you're good at them, hold on to those because those will save any rainy day. Those affirmations are extra important on the days when you are like struggling the most. So I like that you added on the rainy day part because literally the day that you wake up and you're like, I'm not doing some stupid affirmations. I hate everything. Those are the days when you need to do the affirmations no matter what. And so, people act like it's like so cheesy to do affirmations, but we all do them. Every happy person. Exactly. When the, you came to me with this idea of this interview, I was thinking to myself, how do I say these things without um, them sounding cliche or sounding cheesy? Because I was like, you know, you gotta, you gotta choose and you gotta be ha- like, you know, those people don't matter. I think, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. And sometimes those people do matter. And sometimes those people still hurt me. And just because I choose to be happy doesn't mean I'm not human. Hopefully through my story, people can uh, believe that these things might sound cheesy, but they actually work. Well, I'm from Wisconsin, and I'm all about the cheesy cliches. Those are a thing here, the dairy state. So, um, but seriously, I, yeah, you're like, you are a light. And I am glad that I have you as one of my positive friends. Seriously, thank you so much, Amy. I am so grateful for having you as a friend and also for you taking time to chat with me about happiness. more big thank you to my good friend Amy. It is so awesome to see her choosing joy because she seriously deserves it. So I am just so thankful to have her as a friend and thankful to have you as a listener. Thank you so much for sticking it through this podcast a little bit longer than most of them, but it was all good information. And if you're interested in supporting me, you can like comment, subscribe, share, all of that good stuff. I have a Patreon. It's www.patreon.com slash princess power. I have really awesome princess power swag for all of my Patreon supporters. And I will also have private episodes for you guys. And those episodes, I'm in the process of interviewing some students to be on my podcast. And so you'll get kind of a different perspective of what is what they feel is expected of them and how society, how they view society. And I think it's going to be really interesting, but those are going to be private episodes just for my Patreon supporters. So if you're interested in hearing those cool things, you can go to Patreon and support me there. I will see you in the next episode and I hope you have a marvelous week. Bye-bye.